0: Our meditation today is taken from the book of Romans, Romans chapter 6. We'll be reading from verses 1 to 4, and then we'll continue again from verses 15 to 18, which says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means, we died to sin. How can we live in it? How can we live in it any longer? Oh, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that Jesus Christ, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the Through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Verse 15. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone to obey him as as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, whether you are a slave to sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thank thanks be to God that though you used to be to be to be slaves in sin, you watch you wholeheartedly obey. The form of teachings to which you were entrusted, you have been set free from sin, and have become slave to righteousness. This is the word of Lord. Here yeah, today we are looking at the book of Romans, where Paul is talking about dead to sin and alive in Christ. Paul is telling us that once you accept Christ in your life as your personal Lord and Savior, and renounce your sins, and as of forgiveness, you are no longer a slave to sin, which means you have been set free by grace. And what is grace? Grace is simply unmerited favor, something that you did not deserve, something that I did not deserve. Imagine that from upon all the bad things we've been doing, maybe some people have killed, some people have robbed, some people have cheated, all kinds of things that are evil, and then out of a sudden, somebody just comes and Cleans you away from those things and set you free without without asking you to pay any price. That is what they call grace, something that you are given for free without you paying for it. Christ offered His life on the cross for us so that we may become, so that we may, we, we our sins will be clear, cleared, so that we, we will no longer sinners. And Paul is asking us in this book, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means we are dead to sin. How can we live in it? We we can't live in it any longer. So Paul is telling us, he's asking us that should we go on sinning because we have been saved by grace? That's a very big question. Because today that's the biggest problem we face in our churches today. People have been misinformed about the meaning of grace. False doctrines have taken control of people's thoughts and they teach them that grace, that as you have been saved saved by grace, which means your sins for today, tomorrow, and in future have already been forgiven. That is a misconception. That is a misleading interpretation of grace. Because Paul is telling us that by no means... By no means, which means we cannot continue sinning because we have been saved by grace. Even though it's something that we did not deserve. Because the question is, how can you be how can you be, for example, be a very bad person, a very a very wicked person, and then and then and then you've been doing something that was not correct, and then you were guilty of them, then all of a sudden somebody just comes and pays all the debts for that sin that you been that you've been sinning. And set you free out of it. Does it mean that you should go back and continue doing all those bad things because somebody came and set you free? Because he came and paid for the paid for the paid the price for your for, for, paid the price for those things you've been doing so that you may be free. Does it mean that we must go again back and keep on doing those things? No. That person has set you free. Because, for example, if you are a debtor, sometimes you sleep, you don't sleep. You only thing, because you are, you are, you are people who are going there are warning you to pay their money, to only pay their money. But if somebody comes from somewhere else and pay that debt, means the person has set you free from your debt. And now you cannot sleep in peace. You cannot sleep without being afraid that somebody will knock on your door and ask for his money. But that does not mean that you should go again back and borrow more money because somebody came and paid the money for you. That's what Paul is asking us. That as Christ came and, and paid the price for sin on the cross for us, should we go on sinning because Christ has set us free by grace? Paul is said by no means. Because doing that means again, we want to put again back Christ on the cross to be crucified again for our sin. And Christ already died, Christ already died and paid the ultimate price. And it was an opportunity that was given to us that anybody who accepts Christ in his personal, as his personal Lord and Savior, who accepts Christ in his life, is going to partake in that grace, he's going to be saved by that grace. But once you accept Christ in your life as your personal Lord and Savior, which means you have accepted the unmerited favor, which is grace, which means you are now part of Christ. You are now, you now belong to Christ. You are now a follower of Christ. And a follower of Christ means that someone who does not sin again, someone who goes on following up by the pattern of Christ, following the teachings of Christ, following by the footsteps of Christ, and if you accept that you have accepted Christ as a personal Lord right and Savior, but you keep going your own ways, then automatically you haven't accepted Christ in your life. means you are still living in your own life. And that grace is not for you. Because if you have been saved by, saved by grace, you have to understand that I have renounced the things that I've been doing before and I've accepted Jesus Christ in my life and I'm now following the path that Jesus has set for me, which means I'm now following the path of righteousness. And righteousness has nothing to do with evil. Righteousness has nothing to do with sin. Jesus have cleaned you from your sins and now you are now pure. You cannot go again back again to stain yourself to come and follow Jesus because that is not what grace is all about. He says that in verse in verse 15, what then shall we shall we sin because we are no longer under the law? But under grace, that's a very good question. You know, in the olden days before Christ came, people were living under under the law. And there were different ways of of, of of doing cleansing. For those of us who have finding time to spend time in the Bible and follow the book of Leviticus, you would have seen that it was a very, very difficult system of government. It was a very, very difficult system because anything you did that was not right, you need to go and offer an, an, an offer, of, uh, an offer of, for cleansing. Either you go and give and, uh, go and take an animal to the priest where they will have to sacrifice to cleanse you from that sin that you that you committed and and they are so and there were so many sins that people committed and people had to be going to the priest to do a sacrifice of cleansing and the uh, an, an ultimate truth is that if you were in the olden system of the law and you need to keep up with the law and you want and you wanted to go back in your ways of the world of, of sinning then which means you had to be you had to be a very very rich man which means you had to have a lot of animals kept aside to be going back to do cleansing but jesus has come as the ultimate sacrifice which means we no longer have to to do to do cleansing through the law by doing animal sacrifices uh, chicken uh, chicken sacrifices or the bird sacrifices that we're doing before jesus has done an ultimate sacrifice which means instead of offering an animal he has offered himself a human sacrifice a sacrifice that is blemished without any sin to cleanse us from our own sin and paul is asking us a question Does it mean that since we are no longer under the law of offering sacrifices, of doing sacrifices to clean our sins, should we now go on also sinning because we are not under grace? And he says, by no means, because he continues to sin. He says, shall we, shall we, shall we, uh, what then? Shall we sin because we are no longer under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone to obey him as a slave, you are a slave to to the one whom you whom you obey. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone to follow him, which means that that person becomes your master, which means you must obey everything he asks you to do. We have not said that we have not become we have not, we have not, we have not converted our lives, we have not accepted the grace of Jesus Christ and we are not followers of Christ, which means that we are now what? We are slaves to the ways of Christ which means now we must follow the ways of Christ. Christ is our master and whatever thing he asks us to do, we must do it because he had paid for our sins. He has bought, he has bought our sins and we are now his we are, not, we, are not, we are not under his control. We are, are now his slaves. Which means, as when in the only way slavery used to exist, when you were bought as a slave, you are now under the master who bought you. You must follow his instructions. And that is what is happening today. As we say that we are now followers of Christ, which means Christ has paid the price. Christ has bought us away from sin, which means we are now slaves to the ways of Christ. We must follow Christ. If we are not following Christ, then it means we, are not, we didn't accept the grace of Christ. So, by no means, no, as a child of God, when you say you have given your life to Jesus Christ, which means that you are not a slave, Jesus has bought you, you are not a slave to Christ, which means you must follow his ways. if you are not following his ways, then you are not you have not accepted christ's grace and that is the problem we are facing today. The biggest problem we are facing today in many churches is that they have misquoted grace and people living the life of sin, thinking that they are doing the right thing. Grace means you have accepted Christ in your life and you are now following the pattern of Christ. Grace means the, the master who has bought you, you now belong to him. And whatever he commands you to do, you must do. The master cannot tell you, do this and then you turn and do the other thing wise. You go you turn and do the wrong thing. Then means you are not obeying the master, which means the master has every right to crucify you. It means the master has every right to condemn you. And that's what is going to happen. Because Christ has every right to send everybody who accepted that he is that he has accepted him as his personal Lord and Savior, and is not following him to hell, which means if you accepted Christ but you are still doing the things of the world, you are and you have been condemned to a life of hell. So today, those of us who go to church and their pastors have misquoted grace in a different way and tell them that no, you have been you have been set free by grace, which means anything you are, you are doing, don't worry about it. Christ, Christ has already paid the price. No, Christ paid the price so that you you. you so that he could cleanse you from that sin, which means you are now you are now spotless. There's no sin in you. Which means you must live a, a, a sin, a, a sinless life, which means you must not follow the pattern of Christ. Which means whatever Christ, the laws that Christ have laid on the ground for you to follow, you have to follow them. Because Christ now is your master. If you look at what is happening in our world today, people do all kinds of funny things. People, 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 people are thieves, people are robbers, people, people are, are scammers. But when they come into the house of God, they are welcome. And the pastor preach and promote whatever they are doing that they should go ahead. The pastor does not condemn it. The pastor is not pastor. pastor, Because the the, the pastors in those churches do not condemn to tell you that Christ paid the price for your sin so that you will no longer be doing those things that are evil anymore. So that you will not do the things that, that, that represent Christ. But instead, when you come, you are lifted up. You see those people when they are even coming to to, to, to even give offer to God, eh? Maybe they will, they, they, the voice of the choir will be rise up because those people now have been given high seats in the churches where they are, they are now like masters. They know that these people have money and the money is dirty, and they see accepted in the house of God. That means that that man of God is not from the words of God. That that man represents the devil himself. You are you, the man. That man is not. A, is, he doesn't represent Christ because if you represent Christ, you are supposed to teach the children the right ways of Christ. I cannot be I cannot be a, a, a scammer scamming people and taking money something that I did not that, that I do not that I I did not label for. And then I come to the house of the Lord and the pastor tells me that what I'm doing is correct. That is totally wrong. I cannot be a thief, and the pastor knows I'm a thief. When I come to church, he doesn't preach the message and condemn me as a thief. Instead, he glorifies what I'm doing. That is wrong. That tells you that. That pastor is an agent of the devil. That man of God is an agent of the devil. So my brothers and sisters, we must go back to the scriptures and look into the scriptures so that we can know the rightful ways to follow Christ. Some people will dress anyhow and come to church and the pastor will say, no, it doesn't matter. It is what what comes from the heart that matters. No! You must, as you are asked to follow Christ, you must live a life that is Christ-like life. You must dress perfectly. So that when somebody sees you, he will see the light of Christ in you. When somebody sees you coming to church, just half neck, what does the person see? He sees he sees a demon. Not not a not, not, not follower of Christ. Because there is no way that a follower of Christ will dress and expose the body to the to the to, the, to, 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 to everybody in the world. That tells you that you haven't followed, you are not following the ways of Christ, or, or your pastor is misleading you, or your prophet is misleading you, or whoever is leading the church. So, my brethren. I will urge you. I know that many of you, when you go to church where they are preaching the truth message, you don't want to listen because they are condemning what you are doing. If you want to, if you if you believe that you have accepted Christ as a personal Lord right and Savior, you must start accepting that some of the things you are doing in your life are not correct, and you must change your pattern of life and follow the pattern of Christ. Which means you must renounce those things that you are doing, which you personally know is not right. For example, if somebody's come and scam you and take something from you and go away, are you happy? So how do you think the person that you scam and took something from him will, will feel? If somebody comes into your shop and rob you of your goods, will you be happy? You will not be happy. So how do you think when you go and rob somebody? So there's no way that you can say, you can do those things and say, you are a child of God, you are a follower of Christ. So, which means you must ask yourself a question if you are listening to this message. The life I'm living, is it a life that represents Christ? If, I, if I'm a scammer and I coming, scamming, is that what Christ wants? If I'm a thief and I'm sick and not to steal, sick and robbing people, is that what Christ wants? Is my pastor condemning what I'm doing? Is my prophet condemning what I'm, what I'm doing? If they are not condemning it, then know from today that you are in the wrong church. Know from today that that prophet or the pastor you are following is a false prophet, It's an agent of the devil. And you must go back into the scriptures. Go back into the scriptures, read the scriptures and see what the scripture says and let Christ come into your life and lead you so that you will leave the things of the world, the things that 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 are stopping you, that are causing you not from following the right path and you are following the ways of the world. My brethren, I see urge, my reason for coming to you, to share with you is to urge you to go back into the scriptures because the only way we can only know the truth is through the scriptures read, even if you don't understand then you can take it now to your men of God or to your prophets and ask them that I read this passage, I did not understand or ask the brethren in the church who understand to interpret it for you but the honest truth is that when you start reading and putting your heart into the word of God the Holy Spirit will start revealing to you the meaning of those words so my brethren those who are still living a life of sin and and thinking that they are doing the right thing because they have been saved by grace grace is there, it's an unmerited favor The grace is a once once and and a lifetime opportunity that has have been given to you to turn your life around and follow Jesus Christ. And once you have accepted Christ, there's no way you can go back again to the things of the world. So if you've been living a life of sin, thinking that you are under grace, that grace will set you free, my brother. I'm honestly telling you that you are living a life of condemnation and there's no way you are going to enter the kingdom of heaven, which means hell awaits you. So change your ways today. If this message touched your heart, look for a good, a good Bible church and start attending a church where they will preach the true word of God to you, and your life will be saved, and you will be one of those that will be saved by Christ when he comes on the day of, when he comes on that day to take us to go be with him. My prayer is for us to be saved, that let nobody be left behind. That is, that is, that is the desire of Christ. That let of us, let all of us change our ways. If today. You are still living your old ways. Change your ways today because this opportunity might only be a once, one and a life opportunity for you. Change your ways and follow Christ so that when Christ comes, your salvation will be guaranteed. Amen.